Just some podcast media. The thoughts and opinions expressed on Buried Pleasures are those of the host and the guests and do not represent any views of any organizations that we may volunteer for or be employed by. Listeners should be aware that there may, most likely, be profanity and discussions on topics that may require a little discussion. You have been warned. There's room to stand. Oh, I've been running from the law. Hope they won't shoot me down soon. Just some podcast media. Good evening, everybody. This is Pollyanna Amazing. Wanted to welcome you to the show tonight. We're starting a new series this week called What Shivers Your Timbers. Tonight, my guest is a really good friend of mine. Her name is Athena. Athena, would you love to introduce yourself and tell us about your social media? Hello, everybody. My name's Athena. My social media goes by Athena Marie, but you can find me on Instagram under Athena K7. Fantastic. To you, uh, Instagrammer, podcaster virgin, by the way, guys, just yes, so you know. This is my first podcast. This is her first podcast, so we're working on some things like how can we talk on a podcast and what should we talk about? So we thought about something that's interesting, <laughs> such as, oh, so what is it like to date in your 30s? I don't remember what it's like to date in my 30s, but <laughs> Athena... <laughs> is kind of like, I don't know if you want to call her an expert. I don't want you to think that she can't get dates and that she has lots of them, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it is what it is. It's COVID season and there's not a whole lot of dating going on, or maybe if there is, it's all masked and you really don't know who you're talking with. (laughs) But so yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about through the next little bit. And Athena, Let's start at the beginning. What brought you to where you are at the age that you are now? Obviously, since we're talking about dating in your 30s, you're in your 30s. We don't have to give away your total age, but if you want to, you can. But let's talk about what has been your dating experience up until this time. Yeah, that's fine. I'm actually, I am 32. I don't mind. Oh, you old lady. Oh, you old lady. I'm old lady. Um, 32, thought I would be married by at least 25 with a couple kids, but that never happened. So It happens to the best of us. Some of us get a couple kids and don't get married or... Maybe you're married to somebody else and have a kid. I don't know. It happens. What What else? No, I, my mom makes fun of me because she says that there was times where I could have a meal every night of the week because I had so many dates lined up. Mm-hmm. They, it's, it's fun. I like to flirt. I like to go out and have fun. But I have been in serious relationships. Those obviously didn't last. I've been <laughs> single for the last four years. I've dated off and on. I've had some relationships that, you know, six to seven months and that's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Have you noticed a common denominator in, you know, in these people that you're dating and you are dating men, I take it? Yes. Okay. So yeah. Is there a certain type of guy that you like that you're finding that doesn't work? Emotionally unavailable men is what I'm finding who don't (laughs) want to put in any effort. (laughs) All right. All right. 
<laughs> emotionally unavailable men. I think that's a common theme with a lot of ladies. Or overly emotional. Oh, yeah. Overly emotional, in my opinion, because I have the perfect marriage. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, <laughs> because I did. I used to date. So I can, I can kind of kick in on this one. But guys who are perceived to be as, you know, not as strong. And I, I hesitate to use the word weaker. But guys who don't step up and, and are manly men are not necessarily the guys who attract me. Not to say that they're any less of a man because of that. But that's just not the kind of guy that attracts me. So what kind of guy are you attracted to? I'm definitely attracted to the manly man. Yeah, I like a manly man. I do. Yeah. They need to be able to change my tire. Oh, yeah. I need to be able to call them for help if something breaks in my house. You know, I can't fix it. I'm not a mechanic. So I need a maintenance man who can help me with things who isn't afraid to get his hands dirty. A maintenance man. Yes. I like that. (laughs) I like that. Only because, guys, just before we started this recording, I was yelling for my IT guy, Dr. (laughs) David Correctman, you know, my husband who I make, he's so miserable sometimes because I'm just like, fix it. Just fix it. I don't need an explanation on what you're doing or how you're doing it. Just make it work and and smile at me and give me a kiss on my cheek and let's go. So the fix it, fixer upper kind of guy, that's kind of cool. Is, do you think that that is in part, you know, how they say that women like guys like their dads? Do you find a commonality in that? I know I'm not trying to be creepy, but that's one of the biggest things that women look for men like their dads and guys look for women like their mothers. I'm just wondering if that's kind of, you know, this the case in your My dad is a Greek man through and through, so he is a ladies' man. (laughs) Um, I guess that I have been attracted to some men like my dad. My dad's OCD clean freak. Oh, yeah. I don't really see him. I mean, I'm pretty sure he could change a tire and be a manly man, Mm -hmm. but which he was a truck driver, so I'm sure he can do all of that. But I guess, yeah, I do like men that are clean, like on the cleaner side of things. Like Mm -hmm. if I walk into their place, I like to see that it's clean, even though I'm kind of messy because (laughs) I live alone with my cat. (laughs) So I need to know that they're clean. Um, But I mean, I guess maybe I I have, I've had like three dads throughout my life and Mm -hmm. I feel like I've dated every single one of them at some point in my life. (laughs) And when she's saying that she means theoretically. Okay. We're not running that kind of show today. Yes. My my mom's current husband, he is a handyman and I definitely do appreciate that. He's he's yeah. a great dad to me, but that's awesome. I've definitely dated my dad. <laughs> <laughs> so when you see a guy, your initial thoughts, like, oh well, let's talk about that. Are you on any sort of dating apps? Any kind of what have you experienced while you have been <clears throat> in your thirties and dating? Like, in my 30s and date, well, I've been dating for a couple, like four years now, and I have used the dating apps. I've done Tinder, Bumble. Um, I tried Hinge. Never really tried the whole new Facebook dating thing. I usually just get random messages on Facebook. <laughs> I saw you and my people. You may know. <laughs> Same. Yeah. I'm like, oh, that's weird. We have no mutual friends. But okay. And then a couple of minutes later, I swipe past them on Tinder. So I'm like, yeah, that's probably where you actually saw me. Mm-hmm. But the dating sites, it's, it's really hit or miss. I dated somebody off of Tinder, which you would consider the hookup site. We actually dated for seven months. Oh, wow. Yeah. We didn't meet for a hookup. We actually met, had dinner. It turned out really, really good. Dated for seven months, but he did not put in the effort. 
Gotcha. So about 45 minute commute that I was doing. Gotcha. He was not doing. Oh, that kind of stinks. Yeah. Yeah. You need that mutual ability to, you know, if I'm going to drive an hour this week, you might need to drive an hour next week. I mean, right. at least offer. Right. And I was working Monday through Friday. Yeah. Seven to four. So I was getting off work, driving an extra hour to go have dinner, hang out for a little bit and then go home and... I was full-time momming at the time, too. Mm. So I was doing that two to three times a week, and there was no effort coming back in. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That's tough. So with these, like in the instance of this relationship you were just talking about, did you initially, when you went to this dinner, did you know immediately that this guy was going to be the guy that, you know, was going to be with you for seven months or did you were you just like man I really like him I hope he likes me so that this is going to be better or what happened well I've been online dating for so many years now I could kind of tell how (laughs) just from like exchanging (laughs) messages for a couple days how things are going to go um a lot of times they don't go past just even messaging because I can tell that it's not going to work out. You can kind of pick up chemistry on just even through text messaging. That's neat. Um, <laughs> yes, it is. It, especially when you've been doing it for a few years. Yeah, right. So I knew that I was definitely interested. Mm-hmm. Um, he was interested. So when we met for dinner, it was, I guess, kind of like an instant connection where we're like, we would definitely like to see more of each other. That's awesome. Yeah. So when you're looking at these online uh, profiles, what are the things that pique your interest the most? Like, is it the picture? Is it, you know, yes, it's the picture. Then it's the first line of the, you know, what they're about. What, what, how does that work for you? Yeah. Online shopping is just like window shopping. <laughs> or, oh, online shopping. You just called it <laughs> yeah, online shopping. It I love it. <laughs> it's like window shopping. <laughs> You're swiping and you're looking at faces before you're reading profiles. Mm-hmm. So I, a lot of guys post their shirtless pictures. I've yeah. never really been a fan of those. Gotcha. I usually would swipe left on those. Mm-hmm. Um, I like people who it's not that like there's the same selfie picture or just a bunch of hiking pictures or really active. Like oh, I'm yeah. always traveling. I'm always, I'm always in a kayak and wait, <laughs> yes. let me get out of my kayak and get into my Porsche. Hold yes. on. And I'm like <laughs> eating my pizza and watching Netflix as I'm swiping. So I'm just like, we probably won't have that much in common. That's right. That's right. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. No. So, I mean, I definitely look at the, the picture. I look at the names too. I am <laughs> really weird about names. I've, I've been like, Oh my God, he's so cute. What's his name? Seth? Nope. Swipe. <laughs> That's my son's name. Yes. <laughs> Same. I gotcha. <laughs> or if they're named after any of my dads, it's an immediate swipe left. Oh my gosh, my really good friend and the creative director of this show, Clarissa. Her dad's name is Ron and her new husband's name is Ron. So we don't call him Ron. We call him Herbie because it's kind of creepy. Although her dad is hot. I'm just going to throw that out there to you. He knows it. He knows he's he's oddy. Clarissa always, she constantly teases me about her dad, but it's true. He's a hot guy. But, you know, it is yeah. what it is. It, yeah. it is what it is. It is. I, it's <laughs> creepy to call. Yeah. I went on a couple dates with a guy and his name was Zeth. So it was with a Z, Z instead of an <laughs> S. And I was like, I mean, it's a Z. It's not an S. I can go out on a date with him. <laughs> it was still too close for comfort. I love um, that. I, but then I, I definitely do read profiles. Gotcha. Because um, some of them are... I mean, I won't date any girls over 5'5". Five five. They have to be less than 120 pounds. They have to have a career, no kids, never married. I you mean, know, that is funny you brought that up. Because Dr. David Correctman and I were talking yeah. the other day about how when he was a teenager, 
if a girl weighed over 130 pounds, that was disgusting. And right. he was not going to touch them. And then here he is with me as my goddess self. <laughs> you know, I'm not a thin girl, ladies and gentlemen, but I'm thick in all the right places. Just saying. So <laughs> that's that's interesting that people, I mean, I guess if, if you're, a, that's what you need to put out there because right. that's how you feel, then you should totally be honest up front because I've also had friends that, you know, got into relationships and then the guy's just like, oh, you're, you're too fat. Right. So I've had friends go through that. Too. I can't, I can't date you because you're too fat. I'm not kidding you. That would be so heartbreaking. Right. Like you already knew you didn't like me. So why, why were you doing that? You know, it, I never had that happen to my, myself personally, but I had a really good friend that happened to that super made me angry and made me want to run over him with my car, which I don't do. Understandable. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so so you're looking through these profiles yeah. and you're checking out these pictures and you find this golden man, this golden profile that fits, that ticks off all the boxes that you're just like, oh yeah. Right. Uh-huh. You that know what, one. You know what happens then? What happens? They ask you out on a first date. They take you to a steakhouse and then tell you they're a vegetarian. That's <laughs> <laughs> such a great story. I wish you would. Okay, go ahead. Elaborate on this story because this is a great story. So I matched with this guy. He was 35-ish, like, you know, maybe 37. Mm -hmm. Really handsome. He was tall. He had, like, a suit, but it was, like, kind of, like, casual business suit-looking gotcha. type, you know. Mm -hmm. Just looked very well put together. We hit it off immediately. He lived, in like, an hour away, hour and a half away. So we met in the middle. He he said, let's go to this really fancy steakhouse that I've never been to. And I was like, yeah, totally. I love steak. I'm a meat eater. I love steak. <laughs> I am a snake, steak snob. I will eat steak every single day. So we get there and we're looking over the menu, not even five minutes we're there. And I'm like, well, what are you going to eat? And he goes, well, I'm a vegetarian. Why? Why invite you to a steakhouse? Yeah. So I'm looking at the menu as he's saying this and in my head, I'm going, well, this is over. <laughs> like, This isn't going to work. No, I mean, I would date a vegetarian. I'm not that rude, but. How about a vegan? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> You know, I, but I mean, I was just kind of like, well, what do you eat? As I'm looking right. at the menu, like, well, what do you like to eat? And he goes, well, I like looking at the menu. So I'm like, well, what are we going to get then? And he goes, well, I like Mexican food. <laughs> I was like, then why are we here? <laughs> right, right, right. And then the whole entire day, he, I mean, he just talked about politics. And oh, wow. Yeah. I was just like, well, this is over. So do you think that of yourself as a very, you know, are you a young 30 or do you feel as though you're very mature and over all of the things in your youth? Are you there yet? <laughs> well, <laughs> I feel like I kind of ride the line there. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, I am definitely, I had my son at a very young age, so I grew up quickly. Mm -hmm. um, so I can be very mature. I'm very stable for the most part in my, my life. But I also have a 16-year-old son, so I am a boy mom. <laughs> boy moms are the best. <laughs> yes. And me and my friends, we can still get kind of rowdy together, but I can definitely be more on the mature side. Gotcha. Gotcha. I, you know, I, I often wonder whenever, because they didn't have those kinds of dating sites whenever I was actually dating. So it was more like, who can I get fixed up with or hooked up with? from friends or people at work or whatever. And that's actually how I met my first husband is through a friend at work. He just happened to show up at the same place I did. And, you know, we hit it off. Then, of course, he gave me his cell phone number, his pager number, his work <laughs> number, his house number. You know, he had that cell phone. 
And Greg, if you're listening, that <laughs> cell phone, that brick phone, you know, that was had a strap on it, like a handle case thing that you carried around. And then, yeah, that phone with the antenna. <laughs> this is the greatest ever. And just so you all know that I am still really good friends with my first husband. He's, he's an awesome guy. Just love to make fun of the time because that was in the early nineties. Right. And you didn't, couldn't just pick up your phone and start. Swiping. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You don't, you didn't have that. So your swipe was, you were just held to these horrific dinner parties thrown by your friends where they would just invite these other guys over. And you're just like, Jesus, do you think really I like that guy? Oh, no. So I don't do that now, but it's a little different. My friends will be like, Oh, we have this guy friend that you, we want you to meet. Oh, yeah. And they send me his Facebook profile. I'm like, do you know anything about me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, do you not? pay attention to my type (laughs) do you not see but according to my mother I don't have a type I date all over the board so right well I mean they say variety is the spice of life and I tend to agree with that so I can't be mad at that statement your mom is right it's it's a good thing to be but you know tell me what you think like when you're on these these hookup dates for from your friends are you afraid to hurt your friends feelings oh I don't ever actually go I straight call my friends no thank you (laughs) I actually like I'll start like send a bunch of laughing emojis and I'm like come on you guys (laughs) yeah do you remember who I am that's right I'm I'm Athena yeah right (laughs) she's pretty hard (laughs) yeah I know we we have some really great friends some mutually great friends and you know I think and this is just me because I grew up working in an ER. Everybody has somebody that they can hook you up with at, at certain time. And especially in the in the chances that you're a nurse <laughs> or a firefighter paramedic or whatever, we got somebody to hook you up with. And heaven forbid, if you're a doctor, oh <laughs> my God, right? <laughs> That's the holy grail of dating right there. A doctor what you gotta watch out for those firefighters though they're the crazy ones (laughs) well i mean i'm married to one so firefighter paramedic nurse doctor whatever like they're a tough bunch to deal with they are i've I've gone on a couple dates with firefighters although some male nurses are you know well i think anybody in the medical field or the firefighters i think we all have to be a special breed to do what you do i i think you're right and and that same goes for people you know, it's it's kind of nice to have somebody who can relate to yes. what you're going through in your day. Like, for instance, when I would come home, I would have this person that I could say, do you know what happened to me today? And even though they weren't there, they would totally have an understanding of what it was that I was upset about or, you know, like whatever had made me feel a certain way. Dr. Dave Kreckman's right there to right. let me cry on his shoulder, whatever. Even the non-sad <laughs> stuff or the, sure. the struggle stuff. Like mm-hmm. I, I was dating a guy one time, you know, and I work in a walk-in clinic. So mm-hmm. I see STD screens come <laughs> all the time. Like this is where everybody comes to an STD screen. You know, and so I started dating this guy and just in casual conversation, I brought up when was your last, you know, sexual health screen. Mm-hmm. Cause it, me, I'm this is normal conversation for Correct. me. This is nothing. Like I don't know to sugarcoat these things. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently that was not the right thing to say. <laughs> you know, like why would I even? Ask? I mean, it was just this crazy scene. But I gotcha. Um, I feel like we we don't have filters. Like we'll start talking about things uh, that have happened at work, and yeah. other people are looking at us like, "What are you talking about? Right, why are you right. bringing this up?" 
inappropriate time, you know? Inappropriate time. <laughs> I think I might have heard that my conversations were inappropriate several times over. I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from with that because it's the intimate nature of what we do. It is. We are up in people's business, <laughs> like straight up in their business. We are as intimate and close to them as we possibly can be and trying to navigate through that and if you see a cute guy that you encounter at the clinic, it's not like you're going to be saying, uh, let's date because you really can't technically. Um, I actually had a guy come in for STD screens mm -hmm. and he asked me in the room, he said, if this is negative, can I take you out to dinner? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you said no, right? Exactly. I was like, this is so awkward. So and he awkward. worked in the medical field. So I had to remember that like, you know, he was, he was, he worked in behavioral health and he was used to. Gotcha. That not being an awkward situation because, yeah. you know, he was doing the right thing. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah. at the same time, I was like, no, <laughs> you cannot take me out if this is negative. Right. And you have to think, you know, this guy's responsible. He's coming and taking right. care of his business and right. he's doing it and he's not acting embarrassed. He's actually kind of, you know, like an upstanding citizen. Right. But no, you can't date guys that you <laughs> that you see as patients because that's I, I actually I um... technically bad. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I dated somebody that was a patient for one of the clinics I worked in. He was coming in after mm -hmm. surgery, and that was probably one of the craziest relationships I've ever had. So I have a little PTSD from dating oh somebody who's... Yeah, no. We're not dating other people that we work with, for no. sure. Or, I mean, you know, I've definitely dated people I've worked with. Don't, don't let that go, for sure. And for the record, he was not my patient. He was... Another, another doctor's gotcha, patient. Gotcha, but. gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> there are some strict guidelines that you have to follow whenever you're a medical care provider. And so if you want to date Athena, you can't do it. You can't ask her out at work. Yes. You have to do it another time. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> do not ask me out while I'm at work because I will instantly tell you I am not currently dating. <laughs> so guys, here in the studio, we have this graphic up here because I felt it was great for this. And it's called uh, Dating in Your 20s. There's a pyramid and there's three, you know, there's three points of this pyramid. Intelligence, emotional stability, or good looking. And you can only pick two of those while you're in your 20s. So in your 20s. Which I only ever picked good looking. Oh, gosh. <laughs> For being honest. <laughs> I didn't even get to a second one in my 20s. Oh, my gosh. Right? Um, just emotionally stable in your 20s. Is that even a thing? And good looking. Good looking. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, good looking intelligent. I cannot stand to talk to men who are better, you know, in, intellectually challenge yes, yes that's a nice thank you thank <laughs> you welcome. i was having I what you're talking straight about. on the struggle bus for that because i'm not trying to say that i've never no, dated guys based on you know their intelligence level but dude i need to talk to you and you need to be able to understand what i'm saying so but now dating in your 30s the triangle associated with that one that your three points that you get to choose from are are they divorced do they have kids or good looking kind of for your age, I guess. <laughs> I mean, my biggest thing now is like, if you picked two of those, <laughs> good looking for your age, I guess. Yeah. Do you have a career and have you been to prison? <laughs> like, those are kind of my big ones. I mean, can they work in a prison <laughs> Yeah. or resign in a prison? In my 20s, it was funny because looking at this grid, like in my 20s, more things that i would steer away from was if they had kids, mm -hmm. which is crazy because I have a child myself. Right. But in my twenties, that wasn't something I wanted to go into was with somebody who had kids or 
previously divorced because that was, I felt like that was a lot of baggage. Now that I'm in my thirties, I'm like, kids yeah. aren't so bad. They're a little more understanding. Like, Hey, it's a school night. I can't just right. come hang out right. or, you know, right. go away for the weekend. So it's easier to date somebody who has a child or two because they understand that. more. Right. Well, how do you, well, since your son is kind of a cohabitator, he's yes. like with the dad some yes. and with you some, I have a lot of friends. I have one in particular that has issues with trying to make time for women because he has his kids certain on the weekends, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So he doesn't want to shortchange the time with the kids on the weekend, but also wants to spend time with the, the new girl in his life. So how do you, how did you do that? How do you balance that? It's a really hard balance. Yeah. It's really hard. When I had my son full time Mm -hmm. because he didn't, his dad lives, you know, eight hours away. So it wasn't like he went to his dad on the weekends. Um, Thankfully I have really great parents here. So he would spend time with them. But I mean, I worked six days a week too sometimes. So it was really hard on that seventh day to try to manage dating somebody, spending time with my friends and family, spending time with my kid, getting the house clean, doing all of those things. Um, It became very overwhelming. I mean, there was times where I walked away from people because I was like, you want too much from me and I can't, I'm like, (laughs) I can't do it. You know, it was really fun because when you first start dating somebody, it's like you go out on a couple days during the week, you know, you're not dedicating your weekends to this person because it's not that serious. You don't feel that like I have to see this person because we're dating. Yeah. So it's very casual. You it's, Oh, I'll see you when I can see you again, or I have a couple hours, let's grab dinner. But then when it becomes serious, you feel like you have to dedicate more time. But then it's like you're taking time away from your kid, gotcha. you're taking time away from your family. And that's, I feel like, when I would kind of start to pull back on relationships. Mm-hmm. And here I am at 32 and still single, so maybe that wasn't working for me. <laughs> I mean, but honestly, do you need to be in a relationship, or are no, you happy? I'm I mean, fine. Yeah. I feel like when I see you... yes. You know, out in, in work and, you know, in life and like today, sitting here drinking wine all day long, literally, and being <laughs> podcasty in the evening. <laughs> I think you look like you have your shit together. Yeah. So did you ever have the rule where men couldn't meet your son? Oh, absolutely. Okay. I absolutely. have a lot of friends that have that rule as yep. well. The guy that I dated who lived 45 minutes away, um, one of the reasons why he didn't come to my house was because he couldn't meet my son. Gotcha. I mean, we were together almost seven months and he had never met my son. Mm-hmm. I'm very, now that he's 16, it's a little different because he's more of the, if you're going to be dating this guy, I should probably meet him, (laughs) you know, the more of the protective side now. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, And he, he has a dad who's always been very, very active in his life. So it's never been like a, I'm replacing, you know, Mm -hmm. his dad with somebody else. And he's known that, but no, I had a very strict rule. Like you're not meeting my son. And some guys, they immediately were like, let me take you and your kid out. Let us do this. Let us do that. Let us. And I was like, no. Right. (laughs) And I don't want to meet your kids yet either. Right. (laughs) Don't try to push your kids on me just yet. I don't want to meet your kids I got you. I got you. I don't need no more kids. I got these. These here at home are fine. (laughs) Yeah. When you have that rule of you can't meet my kids yet because Mm -hmm. I don't want to bring people in and out of their life. It's very, very hard to manage everything. That sounds terrible. I'm glad that I never had to do that. It's pretty spectacular, actually, because my kids have just been amazing little humans that are, you know, just the best kids on the whole entire planet. And they never ruined a date time for me ever. Just kidding. They totally did. They were the worst. (laughs) But it's cool. No, they weren't the worst. I love my children. And, you know, honestly, I think after, you know, because I'm, I I like to call myself a marriage ninja (laughs) 3.0. 
because that's where I'm at. Marriage number three, I really have learned a lot. I've, I've um, evolved as a mom, as a woman, as everything provider. I think that whenever you're, you know, you recognize certain situations, even in the clinic you were talking about that you can pull from your knowledge right. of, oh, this is stepdad bringing in the kid because the mom has to work, but right. this isn't the real dad. And, you know, you, you always, I'm just going to say this. You always are very curious about people who bring in like a man who brings in their child because where's the mom? Right. And it's not because it, because moms have to bring them in, but moms are the ones that are usually the ones the that caretakers. are the caretakers. Yeah. Right. But sometimes it just happens that mom has to work or what have you. The dad brings the kids in and you're just like, hmm, what a sweet guy. I bet he's just lovely. <laughs> That's right? what I look for a wedding ring. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's it right there. Where's your wedding ring? I'm like, oh, and uh, does mom have a phone number we can contact her at? <laughs> Just to make it clear, guys, we are not using work no. as a dating site no. by any means because where we work, it's not, that's not acceptable. No, it's not. At all. <laughs> Nor would it be, yeah, ever feasible. Anyway, in your journey to be a mom, to be a beautiful woman, to be a, you know, to have a job, work what you do, what you do, and to date men, like what has been... One of those times where you're just like, man, this is great. I don't want this to end. This is the most spectacular night of my entire life. I don't want to go back to the old stuff. Have you ever had one of those aha moments of like, man, this is really going well and this is really working out and I just want to keep keep this momentum going. Have you had any of those? No. I don't think I have in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, a lot of people don't put the effort into dating anymore. Yeah. It's it's not like it used to be. Mm -hmm. It's pick up your phone and swipe and you've got a new date lined up for that night. Right. You know, there's no effort. Mm -hmm. and, and that makes it really hard to date these days. No kidding. You can just, I mean, you get into a little bit of a tiff with this person that you're talking to or say you're at work and you can't respond for a couple hours. They've picked up their phone because they need constant attention or whatever. I mean, who knows what's mm -hmm. going on, but they're continuing to swipe and they're starting up new conversations. Their attention's elsewhere. Gotcha. Um, and I feel like even going on dates, I haven't had a real... I mean, I did start dating someone recently and we went to coffee and it was great. I mean, it was a great date. We, mm -hmm. we talked really well, but I mean, one of those, I told my mom, I was like, I don't know if I've ever even truly been in love. I mean, I've, I've loved people, mm -hmm. but I don't know. It's, it's crazy. That's interesting. <clears throat> you know, I think that in my instance, I know I have been in love factually, right? but the comparisons of the love that I've been in, in progression of my age and where I'm at in my life is definitely, you know, has changed quite a bit. Yeah. Back in the, back in the day, you were cool with being in a basement apartment, <laughs> smells right. gross with a bunch of men, you know, in the other rooms while you're snuggling with your sweetheart. But you know, it does, it changes as you yes. get older for sure. And you really are searching out that that perfect somebody, somebody who can love you like you think you should be loved, but also that perceives what you're telling them as 
also what they think is love. That's a little bit difficult for people to kind of grasp sometimes that people change. And in the case of divorce, you know, you may be burning fire hot with this guy for years in the beginning. Right. But something happens and, and then... Then what? Then what do you do? You get divorced. Then you have to date. Ugh. <laughs> <Dating> <laughs> it's is... not that bad. <laughs> I don't remember. I had a lot of really great sex. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and that's the... Okay, so that's another part of this. We have to talk about the bill. Yeah. Okay. So my friend Athena tells me a story and... Not this may be, you know, something that is is very bothersome to some people. So I apologize for this. But you want to talk about setting up boundaries in initial uh, when initially whenever you're in these relationships, right? So Athena, tell me about this person that you heard about and what the story entails. Yes. <laughs> Are we talking about the bill? We're talking about the bill. We're always oh, talking about the bill. Oh, he's going to kill me for even telling you this story. I can't help it. I have to. This has to be, you know, okay, guys, listen, when you're starting out a relationship, you, you know, there's some things you, you put up with in the beginning, right? Like the little things like, oh my God, I hate when she snorts when she laughs or oh my God, if he puts his feet on my coffee table one more time or, you know, oh my God, could he please put the toilet seat down? Just, I mean, you're on your first date. Put the damn toilet seat down, dude. What is this story about, Athena? So they had been on a few dates. It's one of my really good guy friends. He had gone on a couple dates with this woman. They were intimate together. Um, And then they got to the point where they decided they weren't going to use protection. He's fixed, so it wasn't an issue. There was no worries of pregnancy. She was totally fine with, you know, him finishing inside of her. Mm -hmm. Um, So he did. And by finishing, she means ejaculating. Yes. (laughs) Um, And, you know, when that happens, as females, we know sometimes we can get some kind of pH imbalances. Infections happen. We wind up at the doctor. True story. We haven't had sex in a while. You know, whatever. Anything could happen. We've all probably experienced Literally anything could happen. Yes. So this happens to her, and he tells me he gets a Venmo bill from her asking an itemized receipt for everything that had happened. Her doctor's visit, the time she took off work, and at the very end, it was like $30 for coming inside of me, and $50 off for being a nice guy. He got $50 (laughs) off for being a nice guy. Okay, so join me, ladies out there, and even gentlemen. Have you ever heard of this? Have <laughs> you amazed. have you heard of it only costing 30 bucks to come inside you? I mean, like that is the the most when she told me this story, by the way. I don't know the names of the people, so they are protected. But I'm just saying, is this girl not the smartest person you've ever met? Or is she the most deviant person you've ever met? I want to know. I'm going to start collecting Venmos on first dates, though. Dude, (laughs) seriously. Like, I've wasted years of opportunity (laughs) for cash money. That's all I'm saying. I mean, back in the 90s, we weren't protecting ourselves that much. I know that sounds terrible now, but again, you know, think about it. Different times, different places, you know, you just don't. And of course, when you're younger, you never think anything's going to happen to you ever. You're invincible. But yeah, if if you knew back then that you could charge $30 to every kid that, you know, you messed around with, then holy <laughs> shit. Like, 
these dudes were, were missing out on price points, which brings me to, you know, the thoughts that why are people mad about the sex trade, right? right. About right. sex workers. If, if people don't want this bonding relationship and they just want to have a sexual release, then why the heck are we not allowing that? Why can't that be legal? That might not be a popular, you know, thought for a lot of people, but I'm just saying how much better could it be for people if we spoke about sexuality in a way to which people didn't have to be afraid to talk about it and then come up with a $30 bill for coming inside. Well, I mean, $30 was just part of the bill. It gotcha. was a whole itemized, like, $15 for having to leave work. I mean, it was this huge, long That's bill. That's hilarious That's why me. he got a $50 off for being a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> like a coupon code. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Could you imagine? Okay. So let's, let's just project 50 years down the road. Okay. So people are going to be, you know, like the, the alpha of tenders, right? Like these people are going to be gold star, five-star ratings, whatever. It's a good thing we it's, can't rate people yeah, on Back the, By that time you're going to be rated and you could be like five-star rated, hot, giant, whatever. It's going to be great. And you're going to have the itemized statement right there. The billing codes are going to be right there for you. What are we missing here? <laughs> it's not a bad idea. It would probably save me a lot of time. Right, right, right. Yeah, I dated someone recently, too, who, I mean, 30 seconds, that's all it lasted every single Stop time. Stop it right now. Every single time, 30 oh my seconds. Gosh. And I stuck around for six months. And my friends are like, you're probably one of the most sexual people I know, so how are you doing this right i was like i'm just hoping it'll get better so in that time and we'll talk about a little bit more intimate things if you're okay with that so 30 seconds are you self-pleasuring after that or what i mean towards the end it Uh got to the point where i was like don't even touch me oh (laughs) like i don't even want to snuggle i should get up and drive home right now but he lived like an hour away and i was like it's like (laughs) 11 o'clock at night i have to work in the morning (laughs) But it's like, I'd be so irritated. I'd be like, I can't believe this just happened. Right. That would be terrible. So that's one of the things that I've started to discuss in in other uh, classes that I'm teaching and that sort of thing are taking back your power, right? So taking back your responsibility to yourself. So say you're with this new guy because, you know, we all know, ladies, that first time with men, that 30 second thing sometimes happens. And I'm not trying to downgrade men. You cannot help it because this goddess is so beautiful that you just go ahead and bust a nut and you're done. You can't help that. One of my best relationships, he was actually one of my best friends. The first time we ever went to be sexual together, Mm -hmm. he didn't even keep it hard. And if you're going to listen to this, I love you still. You're one of my best friends. But it was the funny. I mean, it wasn't funny. I felt so bad for him. Right. But he was so intimidated by me Mm -hmm. that he was like, he was scared and he told me all the time. I mean, it, the sex was amazing after, you know, right. he, he made it up to me. But <laughs> he was so embarrassed. And mm-hmm. I was just like, I tried to reassure him, you know, so the 30 seconds, not being able to stay hard. I mean, I understand that that happens. Right. But he definitely was better. And, and also gentlemen out there that we, I know that we're making light of, you know, the, the ejaculating in 30 seconds, that sort of thing. There are absolutely avenues that you can go down to help you if you feel the need, 
if you think that you are, you know, prematurely ejaculating that sort of thing, we can talk Tantra all day long. It's helpful. You can learn how to have non-ejaculatory orgasms. There are some things that can make you feel better, can make you feel like a better lover. So don't let us talking about the 30 seconds be a deterrent for you ever getting into a relationship because the beauty of relationships are growing together, learning things together and, you know, exploring. That's it. And one day things get better or they don't. And then you change up partners and then that happens. So (laughs) there's a myriad of things that can happen, but we just gotta, you you just gotta hang in there and uh, really get the long haul going. (laughs) Yes. And women, you have to be understanding. Like, you know, my ex, his biggest thing was he was afraid he was never going to see me again after that. Oh, I'm sure. You know, he was just like, I thought that you were never going to come back. And we wound up being together for almost three years after that. So, I mean, it wasn't right. You have to be understanding. Those things are going to happen. Even if you've been together three years, 10 years, there's, right. it's going to happen. Like, it happens to Dr. Dave Crackman all the time. <laughs> <laughs> he would die if I hear Well, he's going to hear this. So here you go. But let's talk about, so in the past, I know we have, we've discussed your um, inability to have orgasms with certain people. Yes. Or if you're comfortable talking about that, I would love to know what, you know, what age were you? How, how does that being an orgasmic, not able to have an orgasm unless you're with yourself, you were with yourself. Yes, by myself. I mean, it's almost instant. (laughs) (laughs) That's how fucking gorgeous she is, guys. I'm serious. She can make herself come quick. So go ahead. (laughs) No, sorry. But yeah, Um, let's talk about it. I mean, I'm 32 years old and I still have that issue. Yeah. It's still an ongoing problem for Mm -hmm. me. And I can tell that sometimes my sexual partners, they get very frustrated by it. Yeah. And it's just, I mean, there's so many things. As women, we, I mean, our minds are constantly going. It's not... Like, oh, we're having sex. This is amazing. It's like, oh, we're having sex. This is amazing. Can he see my double chin? Can he see, do I look fat in this Mm -hmm. position? Or did I forget to mail the print check off? Mm -hmm. You know, it's one tiny little thing can completely ruin it for you. Mine's usually grocery list. (laughs) What are we cooking for dinner? I hate that thought. My friend Doris Robinson, I swear I blame this on her. Doris always said, she has six children and they're, I think mostly they're all grown now and have their own kids. They're just beautiful. I love you little Robinson children. Anyway, she would tell me all the time that, you know, she, so she was thinking of her grocery list. And so it's kind of like that when you're a mom and you have things to do and you got work and you have everything else, you just want them to hurry up and finish sometimes. So and that 30 seconds is kind of good. <laughs> yeah. So never think just, just the touch of another human is innately the most wonderful thing so just remember that just remember to touch people also remember you can't cook a turkey without heating up the oven so and turn a them lot of people forget that yeah sometimes basting is necessary <laughs> <laughs> pull out that turkey baster let's get it no anyway yeah so and even though i'm not having an orgasm i'm still very much enjoying myself there you go very much love having sex i'm a very sexual person it's just, it's who I am. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I'm not getting to the finish line is not an issue for me all the time. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, if there's a lot more, if it's not lasting 30 seconds altogether and the sex is actually lasting a while and it's feeling great and there's kissing and there's touching and there's all this other stuff going on, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, that still feels really good for me. Yeah. 
Um, yes, I would love to be able to have an orgasm, at the end, <laughs> but at the same time, I still enjoy the process of everything that mm-hmm. leads up to that. The intimacy. Yes. That's the thing that I think a lot of people miss out on. And you know, not everybody can have orgasms. That's a fact. And it may be something from their childhood. It could be something physical. It could be something totally mental. We don't know, but some people do have difficulty. And again, I think the lack of human touch for some people, like even now during the pandemic, especially now, especially now, people are really craving, you know, it's just touch. Just camaraderie, being in the same room with people. Like right now, we had to, like, it's it's an act of Congress to get people to even be allowed to come over to the house anymore. <laughs> Forever unclean. People yes. with COVID. Right, exactly. So, you know, it's it's very hard. And, and I, being a social person like I am, minus the sex part, I'm very social. Yes. I moved to a new place. I've been here for a year, and I was... You know, I'm, I'm really craving people to talk to, but it's very hard also to try to make friends and have people invite people over whenever you're really worried about whether or not you're going to bring COVID home to your family. So that's a huge kink in that chain, isn't it? Yes, it is. Definitely is. So when you are in these relationships or when you've been in these uh, situations when the guy cannot make you orgasm yes what has been the thought of the men are they just like totally devastated are they what are they like i think some of them are frustrated Frustrated. um i feel like they get a little frustrated with me Mm -hmm. um because i can tell that they're (laughs) trying you know you tell a man yeah i I don't i don't have an orgasm and they are like oh i probably hear this all the time you know Mm -hmm. it's like when men tell women well, I can't come from a blowjob and you're like challenge accepted. Exactly. You know, but it's like, <laughs> I'm actually serious. Right. Like, exactly. I, I have a very hard time. So when they're working and working and working for it and, and then I start to get worked up because I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm it's not going to happen. I'm still bad now. They're getting frustrated. I can feel, you know, right. Um, and then some of them are really understanding. They're just like, well, <laughs> one of these days, <laughs> one of these days or some of them you. just keep trying, you know, they yeah. just keep going for it. And it, it's nice when you can find somebody who understands to the point where it's like, if they can tell that you're really enjoying yourself, but you maybe need to switch it up for a few, mm-hmm. you know, let's do yeah. something else. And yeah. then you can kind of get back into not thinking about your grocery list, not thinking that I clock out from work today or, oh my gosh, I got to be up at this time in the morning. Right. Um, you can get back to the, the act that's happening and you're a little more relaxed. Yeah. Your mind is kind of more back into the groove of what's going on. And I mean, yeah, it's, gotcha. it's just very complicated or they leave and then I just masturbate. <laughs> so when that happens, when that occurs, when you're doing get like they've left and they're brokenhearted and their tail is tucked between their legs and yes. they're sad because they can't please you and you're, you know, you're self-pleasuring. Have you found that there's a certain type of stimulation that's better for you or not better for you? Or is it just the fact that these people are gone and you can touch yourself and you're done? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely more of like a clitoral stimulation. Gotcha. And I think a lot of men don't understand that a lot of women are that way. Mm-hmm. They think, I mean, you are like God's favorite, obviously, if you can come from just penetration. Oh, I'm for just sure. going to throw it out there. Because... It doesn't happen for everybody. <laughs> no. No. And if you are lucky enough to have that, 
what teach me your ways. Yeah, right. <laughs> That would be amazing. <laughs> but a lot of men, I don't think that they've kind of put that together. They're right. just like, wham, bam, bam, bam. And yeah. it's like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> well, that's one of the things I think that, uh, you know, fellas, if you're out there listening, always ask the woman what she prefers. Because I have been, I've had the occasion to have, uh, you know, another partner that's just like, rough and terrible and like man that hurts don't scratch me don't you know don't hurt me and they're just like oh well my last partner loved that well guess what you know each each partner will be different and just because it feels good for you sir does not necessarily (laughs) mean that it feels uh, good for me so that's a kind of a you know if you can, the conversation has to be had. And I know adults, right? Exactly. But being on the sites like Tinder and Bumble and those sort of things, you're expecting a hookup, right? Right. That's, that's why you're on there. And so are you prepared to have this intimate discussion with these guys that really are disposable or these girls that are basically disposable? And my biggest thing is if I can't talk to you about sexual health or what we like in the bedroom, there's no we shouldn't even be having sex. Like, correct. If that conversation can't flow freely, right? We have no business being intimate together. Right. But have you ever had that hookup where you're just like, Jesus, God? Can you leave? Yeah, I fake went to work. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I fake went-, <laughs> went to work. Girl, but this girl does not get up at that early of a time ever, even I'm for so- work. So yeah, she yeah, fake went to my, work. My best friend, I mean, we've been best friends since third grade. She was in the living room sleeping. <laughs> I even woke her up and made her get up. Like I was taking her home so I could go to work. She was so mad. We drove around the corner. I was like, I just needed him to leave. Oh my <laughs> God, that's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever fake went to work. I just have to, you know, like I'm pretty open and honest, dude. If you, if you're not doing it for me, you need to go. Yeah, no, I was like, Hey, I gotta go to work. You're so sweet. I don't think I would ever do that, but that's funny. That's, oh my gosh, that's the greatest story ever. So you fake went to work. Yep. The guy left. Yep. Obviously. I made him leave at the same time. Oh, did, did you? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you gotta go. I have to go to work. Everybody up. Let's go. Oh my God. I always, I have never, I, I can't remember a time when I think I left a guy at my house. I never alone. leave now. Because I'm always like, seriously. Get out of my drawers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> please don't touch my underwear, please. Yeah. You're weird. <laughs> no. But some guys love that kind of stuff. So you can't be, you know, Again, as you get older, you learn things and some of the ideals that you've had, you know, as, as a youth, let's say (laughs) your ideal person in your youth is definitely not necessarily the ideal person for you in your thirties, forties, fifties, whatever. I can tell you that in my thirties, Athena in her twenties would not be my ideal sexual partner. No, no way. Gotcha. I have definitely come so much further now that I'm in my 30s. It's a whole, whole better experience. That's right. Well, I think, you know, when you're younger in your 20s, all you're doing is thinking, I have to make this guy love me exactly. or like me. And I'm going to do whatever it takes for him yep. to do yes. whatever he needs to do. I don't think you're so focused, or at least in, in, our, in my age group. I'm a little bit older, obviously. We've already gone over this, but you know, for me, it was more 
what am I doing wrong? Like if, if he didn't like this or he didn't like that or, you know, what, what, or if he cheated on me or what have you, right. it was my fault because right. what was I not doing right? But really, honestly, it's getting older and understanding that that's not really true. It's them being not happy with themselves more than not that you shouldn't take on that burden if you're in your 20s. No, you shouldn't. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just want to look perfect. You want to make sure that you're making the right faces, that you don't, you know, your stomach doesn't look like you have rolls if you're in this Busted position. can of biscuits. <laughs> and now I'm just like, I don't care. Look at all my glory. Yeah, my tits under my armpit. I don't care. <laughs> like, keep going. Well, you know, that's what the guys, whenever I have Ben and Tom on the show, one of the things Tom always says is women just don't understand the power that they hold, that they are, you know, no matter what a guy's going to want to put his penis in you, regardless of what you look like. And, you know, that's a very difficult thing for women to come to terms with because we are bombarded daily with these perfect women thoughts and perfect women on social media and perfect women on TV, whatever, or at least what we think is perfect. And, you know, these women are having a hard time too, (laughs) most definitely. It's all perception and we have to stop perceiving ourselves as something and be better than what we, we, you know, we have to perceive ourselves as better than what we really think we are. Because we are. We totally are. We are. And men will put their dick in just about anything sometimes. <laughs> That's just a generalization. It's awful. I know, but it's just a generalization. You've heard, Tom says it all the time. Tom, I'm, I'm saying what you say. Men will put their dick in anything. Pie, holes in a bathroom <laughs> stall, whatever. <laughs> To be fair, if I had a dick, I'd probably put it in a Dude, my husband will tell you, my favorite saying is, if I had a dick, I'd smack you in the face yes. with it. It's the best game stopper, yeah. show stopper thing I to would, ever say. Yeah, I would definitely, it would not be good. No. It's just like how men say if they had tits, they'd be touching them all the for time. For sure. You know, it's for just sure. like. For sure. But the basis of all of this conversation is, ladies and gentlemen, when you're in your 30s and you're still out there, you're still trying to date, you're still trying to be yourself, but also if you're looking for that perfect partner for you, communication is key. Learning how to please others sexually, but also please yourself sexually is very important because you cannot put that entire thought of, okay, I'm going on this date. I'm going to make this girl come rainbows. Okay. <laughs> So if she doesn't wind up on a date with me and there will be no coming, (laughs) there's no coming rainbows with that. No, (laughs) unless she really, really likes it. So, but yeah, you know, you can't, you have to take your own sexuality into your own hands at some point. So if you're with a person and they're not doing what you feel like makes you feel good, don't get mad at them. Show them, show them. And there's nothing that makes a guy more hot like hot and bothered than watching you touch yourself as a female or as a male. I mean, like I'm pretty sure that there's some men out there that really like to watch other men touch themselves. I mean, we're just, we're going to go, you know, just whatever you want to do. And as a woman, if your man tries to direct you in a way that makes them feel better, you can't get upset about that either. Nope. You cannot get upset about that. If they're like, Hey, this feels a little bit better than this. Mm-hmm. They're just letting you know there's right. nothing wrong with that. Or, hey, you know, this doesn't feel that great. Okay, I won't do that anymore. Noted. Right. Communication is key. 
It looks like we're coming to the end of our time together, Athena. Is there anything that we didn't touch on that you'd like to uh, let the uh, entire world know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Don't give up. I mean, if you're in your 30s and you're dating, it's, it's rough out there, especially with online dating now. It's very hard to find connections. It's very hard to have the intimacy. But I mean, just keep trying. It's not... You'll find somebody. Just keep swimming. Yeah. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. <laughs> and if, if you guys don't get along or there's issues, follow your gut. Listen to the, you know, listen to yourself. Listen. Follow the red flags. You know, um, they can eat your bubbles. <laughs> Swim out of there as fast as you can. Just in, don't be afraid to have sex. I mean, use protection. Make it fun. Figure out what you like because when you do find that person that you want to be with, you'll be able to tell them what you like. Mm-hmm. And in my 20s, I was, if somebody asked me, what do you like? I was so embarrassed my cheeks would turn red. I was like, I don't right. know. What do you mean? What do I like? You know? Right. Now it's like, let me tell you. <laughs> let, let me pull out my list. <laughs> do you want the Cliff Notes version? It might be a little easier for you. <laughs> so, I mean, we all need human touch. And as somebody told me recently, we're not meant to be lone wolves. We're meant to run in packs. You cannot be alone forever. It's not healthy. And with the pandemic, it's definitely very hard. You've got to have some intimacy there. So just you just got to find it. Just keep dating. Keep trying. That's Don't right. give up. Don't give up. And just remember, listen. People, If people are trying to talk to you and tell you things, just listen. And if you don't feel like you're being heard because you want them to listen to you, then maybe it's time to back out and, and try again. That's it. Athena, it has been lovely having you here. Can you please one more time tell them where they can find you on social media? Yes, I'm on Instagram at Athena K7. Athena K7. And that's on... Athena with an I. Oh, yeah, it's Athena. <laughs> I call her Athena. Athena quite frequently, guys. It's A T H I N A. Athena K7 at Instagram. It has been a pleasure. Thank you for coming on. I'm going to definitely have, I'm going to have you back again so we can drink wine all day and make fun (laughs) of people that aren't on air and and just have a a baller time. But again, thank you to the Just Some Podcast family. You guys have a wonderful and fantastic evening. Thanks for being with us. It's all good. Catch me howling at the moon